Welcome to What Have You, with Rachel Jankovic and Rebecca Merkel. Before we get started, I wanted to recommend to you the Canon app. Even if you choose not to subscribe to all of the locked content, it's still a great place for you to have what have you in the rest of Canon Press's podcasts. Go download the Canon app today. If you choose to subscribe, you can find all kinds of talks and messages from both Rachel and Becca, including their books. Welcome back to What Have You. I am Rachel Jankovic. I am Becca Merkel. And it's spring break. It is so spring break. For my spring break. It is so fun. I'm having I'm my spring break. face toasted off with the craftiness of my children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having my face toasted off with my own craft that I'm trying well, to Well, I haven't even gotten around to mine. I'm, I'm just uh, milling around. So I've been letting my kids all... Uh, I this is their big. I mean, they love to do stuff. So this was their chance to like make whatever sure. food they wanted to make, and you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, sure, you can all have. I said you can each make dinner on a different night, Fun, yeah. And then uh, Moses got in because Daphne decided she wanted to make a sourdough focaccia, so she's gonna take a different day so she could get that going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Moses got in out of age order. <laughs> Okay, so what's Moses gonna make? Uh, oh, spaghetti! The man lives for spaghetti. He <laughs> he and and he eats an unbelievable amount of it. Like when we have spaghetti, <laughs> you don't. I am really don't know where he's putting it all. Like it's it's an unrealistic. Mm-hmm. It's like three large adult serving sizes that he will kill of spaghetti. So yeah. whatever, that's what he went to. He's make. ready for it, and. uh I came in, I was like, yeah, okay, we'll get started on the spaghetti. And, you know, he's five. But he's the youngest of a lot of kids, which puts you in a different kind of league. Yeah, he's like, all right, I'll put the pot on. And I'm like, well, you probably won't. That's going to be too heavy for you. But he did get the pot out and everything. But I walk into the loom room to consult with Chloe about a quilt that she's whizzing up in Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And I had said casually to Moses that we would make a salad too and then I walk into the living room and when I came back he has whizzed up four heads of lettuce and had the cutting board out and the knife and a stool and there like whole pieces of lettuce on the floor and like some <laughs> and that felt to me like a little picture of everything how it's all been right now is like I don't have the speed to keep up with this yeah, that's good. Thanks. It was good fun. We landed it. We yeah, made the good. spaghetti. We good. made the uh, salad dressing. And we did it. But it, a lot of stuff's coming at me kind of faster than <laughs> I feel capable mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Well, seizing. I have been painting my cabinets for longer than seems humanly possible yeah cabinets are like that though they're brutal to paint and and there's a lot of just i mean look at my hands they're covered in paint here and there anyway i haven't even started the shelves yet and so when i get home from right now i'm gonna well i'm gonna launch those shelves one of my i told the kids that they could prime a cabinet i'm gonna paint upstairs and Mm -hmm. that was a scene as well yeah. So, but yeah. I 
that cabinet is a funky, weird old hutch mm-hmm. that I purchased on the cheap. Yeah. And then I we're gonna turn it into the yarn store upstairs oh, so that there's like idea. a big place to have all the yarn. Love it. So I it would be good if I got it done so I could get stuff out of my yeah, that'd be very you cool. know, out of the other locations. Yeah, that's fun. Well, I keep feeling I think for the last straight ten days I've been feeling like any minute now I'm gonna be able to move into my cabinets. Any minute yeah. now. But life keeps interfering and I keep having other it things. Does and, that. Stuff gets in the way, but any minute now, I'm going to move into my cabinet. Well, I will rejoice with you when you get there. Well, you will, because I'm going to call you immediately, and I I'm going to I feel really weird about something that I realized is more a way of life for me forever, hmm. is that I... have pain on my head. Yeah, okay, it's I got not it. a surprise. Didn't you find a dead bug in your hair one time while we were podcasting? On the podcast, yeah. right? What Live. did I... I'd been it's like a fly my or something. It's so gross. What did I so, have my head in back then? I don't know. But, I remember it was so, something I was working on. Um, for so long, we were never in the house that we were going to be in for a long yeah, time. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you would have some odd item and mm-hmm. you'd be like... Probably should just hang on to this until, because I might, yeah, I might someday. need it. Yeah, you know, it's really weird for me to know all of the rooms, like because we yeah. have a lot more bedrooms yeah. here than we ever did. That it's just really odd when I there's something that I like, but I'm like, there's no place for this in my house. Oh sure, it's like really odd to me. Yeah, that I'm just like, well. We must part ways now. <laughs> this item yeah. that I always thought maybe I'll have maybe a... Maybe someday it'll be... Well, or like maybe I'll need the it. The right you place. Know? Yeah. Because there's a lot of making... My decorating life has been a lot of making do and making things work with things yeah. that are like that you yeah. found at a thrift store or that you... You know, uh-huh. like little things that you purpose and repurpose and... Right. And it's odd to like... Yeah. Enter into the yeah. final frontier of that on some things where yeah. you're like, at this point, yeah. I if there's no place in our house that needs a mirror, we don't need this mirror. <laughs> like now, I've come to the part yeah. where I know I don't need this mirror. Right. Anyways, right. It's kind of a weird adjustment. Yeah, it's true. I don't feel like I'm there yet. I feel like half my house is the grown-up house that I'm working on, and the other half of it is reckless mayhem. Well, to be clear, I don't feel like that's not because my whole house is finished. It's because we've just ruled out. Like, I now know we don't need a desk in any of those places. It's not because every place is furnished as I desire it for the long term. Mm, It's true. Yeah. Anyways. Well. Well. Yeah, but I'm setting up an office in the basement. Well, no, I'm not, but I will. That's fun. When we get it. When we get That's to the very fun. hanging the doors and putting the flooring down. Yeah, because I this is a real problem. I'm sure you all appreciate this, but when I need to go right or I need to do something or I have something on my I need to work on this. Yeah. It's real hard to do that while you're in your house because yeah. I'm like, well, I wrote a paragraph which reminded me that I should turn the laundry over. And then the mm-hmm. next thing you know, you're cutting up the chicken for something. And you've yeah. just moved back into your other work. It is far easier for me to write. And in fact, I think 
I think that almost all the writing I have done has been when we were out of town. Yeah, it's like in the middle of your life and in your house, it's yeah. actually very difficult to mentally it's actually, break. Like, it's been, if I'm on a trip with Ben and he has a conference and I'm, I could just stay in the hotel room, you know, and like mm-hmm. just sit and work. In contrast, that's not how any of my writing has been done. I don't yeah. write away from home. I write in the home. Loving the Liars was written with Blair sitting in a bumpo looking at me the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was putting some pressure yeah. on it. No, I think what I'm saying is I have to do mine in great um, big chunks because yeah. it's like we're gone for three days. I'm going to hammer this yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then nothing happens for a few a months. While. And then I then can... you hammer it out again. Mm-hmm. A well, bunch of the edits all happened of course, when I was at home, but I just mean like getting out the initial. Sometimes I would get up. There was one stretch, I think, with you who that I would get up early mm-hmm. and write. But I, for me, for that to be a joy, the space that you go sit in early in the morning needs, needs to, to be, be a, a joy. <laughs> it needs to be ahead of schedule, not behind schedule. Yeah. And so. I, that's why I'm hoping. Yeah, no, I think Because if you idea. go to a space that's actually orderly and clean and not calling your attention to what you didn't do yet. Yep. Then you can get there in a mental zone. Yeah. But no, I write in the middle of my life, but I just find it harder and harder to It do is that. hard because I feel like there's never a time at which sitting down to write a paragraph is the number one thing on yeah, my to-do list. Yeah, that's a real list. problem. Because it needs to get done, but not as much as yeah. people need to be given their dinner. Well, my when I, I have some deadlines and things in my in my writing or reading life, but they don't come out and get you. They don't no. come bite your face off like not doing the laundry does or <laughs> not having... Like if I failed to think or provide food... Mm-hmm. I could not You'll forget. I could not forget that I had failed to do that because mm-hmm. everyone. I will speak with the whole world about it that I haven't done that yet, and you, <laughs> it will come out to get you. But not, not so the writing and reading. No. <laughs> Nobody's like, "What's your problem? Why haven't you done this yet?" You just yeah. kind of coast yeah, on by. So sure. I have a theory. It's a very small little office. It's the right at the. It's what the snug, okay. the little yeah, room right at snug. the bottom of the stairs. Uh-huh. So. We'll see how that works out. Yeah. But it's fun. It should be fun. That sounds very fun. I'm looking forward to that. Well, I ordered all my curtain fabric, so when it comes, I'm going to start fabric in on for that which... for my bedroom. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is like the project that goes, speaking of like doing things when you're out of town, this project is one that has gone from school break to school break. Yeah. And I meant to have all my fabric here for spring break so that I could finish it. But then it's, I didn't order it in time. And so it's well, not going to come until later. But anyway, it was like, I did the carpet and the painting over Thanksgiving break. And then I did the, oh, mm-hmm. I think I did my bedding over Christmas break. And then now I'm going to try and do my curtains over. Anyway, it's. Yeah. Okay. Should I, betwixt. should I pull up a question? You should. I should give you all a I'm hot just going to tell you right now, Rachel, just, just stand by because I'm going to have a tip at the end of this episode. I have one. I have a tip, too. I'll save it for then. Yeah. I'm just okay. saying, like, just let it be known that I came with a tip. Okay. Uh, okay. This one is... Okay. 
I've been pondering the difference between the highly curated perfect homes and lifestyle lifestyles promoted all over versus our calling as Christians to excellence and beauty in our spheres. So this is, I suppose, the question is a question of uh, sort of like, well, I suppose, pondering the difference between perfection and having your house look perfect for one thing mm-hmm. and our calling as Christians to excellence and beauty in our spheres. And I was just talking to a young mother and I actually think that this is a scene. Uh, I think that this is relevant. So maybe we can talk about this unless okay. the well runs dry and we have nothing to say on this point. Somehow I doubt that. Well, this, this but this kind of, of this about. kind of topic came up because in dealing with your life with little kids, how do you like, you know, things that are frustrating or things that are getting in, you know, like it's, it can be hard. And one of the things that I was bringing up is that I think a lot of Christian women are missing sort of an imagination for what they're trying to achieve mm-hmm. that actually aligns with our, what God gives us as our purpose, because it's very easy to see a picture on Instagram and make that the thing that you're trying to achieve. Like I'd like to achieve what amounts to a still shot. Yep. Right. I want to achieve this feeling that I see in this picture. I want to achieve in my home, but that's not actually like, what is the home? You think if you're a mother with little kids, it's like this amazing organic thing where babies come into it and adults come out of it, right? Like, right. it's not a picture. It's not a still shot. It's not a... It just makes me think of that um, that amazing video that was going around lately about that poor woman who ran out of her spray so she... Oh, my word. Grabbed, gorilla glued her Grabbed head. a bottle of spray Gorilla Glue. And she she just hosed her head down with spray Gorilla Glue. <laughs> it had been like weeks. Oh, and her just, head was no, just completely laminated. Stuck. Totally and, laminated. And I do think that that is what happens when you're trying for something that is static. You're trying to, it's like totally. you want this beautiful static moment to extend and be the video. Mm-hmm. It's like that is like trying to gorilla glue your hair. It's not going to be great what comes out no. the other side of that. And I, and I, but I think that the reality is so much frustration and so much lack of intuition about what you're trying to do in your house mm-hmm. comes back to not having aligned your imaginative vision for your, your goals and what you're trying to accomplish with what you actually believe about the world, about children, about why God gave you your home, what stewardship is. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't... Or even what beauty is, I have to say. That's a big one. Like, yes. what is beautiful in a home? Right. And, and I think that that can get real mangled up, too, in people's yeah, minds. Yeah, but homes are ideally making people. Right? It's like they're shaping people and building culture and doing... things. they're making people, like it or not. It's just... How well are you doing it? Well, I know, but my, my point is that that those still shots are, that's it. Because I think, like, it, when I see a large swath of the Instagram mommy design type genre, whatever you would, that 
whole genre, which does come up often. I can't. When you say mommy design, Rachel, I'm grasping. What do you mean? Buck, is this going to be another one of those things where you show how sheltered you are? I think it is. I think it's going to be that. Mommy design. Like, just give me something more than that that I can. I said mommy design because I actually mean uh, design things, not high end design gay men's homes, which would be probably like architectural digest or something if you followed that. But I'm talking about the kind of the sorts of people who are influencers in home design, but probably do have kids. I think a lot of them are Mormon. talking about like Magnolia. A lot of them. Well, Magnolia is not Mormon. I was just meant Instagram-y Is that what you're talking about though? That kind of thing? Yeah, but they're more, that's a bigger one. I mean, that's not as much just sort of women all showing what their houses look like, but there's a ton, ton of commonality in them, like where you think, I think I've seen this before. It all looks exactly, mm-hmm. it looks very like the last thing that you saw before. Like it's a, so there's a ton of imitative, tight yeah. circles of imitative design right. work. Oh, go ahead and pause it for a second. I'm going to go. Sorry. Rachel, come back. Intermission. Intermission. Anyway, I think I'm, I think I'm caught up with you. You catching up on what I mean. They're all very similar. Yeah. There's the same package of Instagram filters that they all purchased. And there will be a lot of, and, and interestingly, it goes along with hairstyles that go with it. Clothing choices that are specific to it. I'm with you. How you you dress your kids. It's just a lifestyle kind of like, this is my lifestyle. You should follow Mm -hmm. me for my lifestyle. Right. And, but the thing that I was going to say about all of that is that you could make an icon of like, this is the way I want my home to be Mm -hmm. based on this pack of still shots. Sure. But you don't actually know anything about the spiritual state of this situation like i think that this is actually just a danger and i'm really broadening the situation here but it it broadens to the problem with any kind of lifestyle teaching like anything that's like this is how you go about living this is who you should be but if it's not actually overlaid with your faith like if it's not actually connecting at different points with because this is what we believe we're doing and raising our children then I think it has this it can I am not saying it universally does can have a side effect of making you view the work you're doing in your home as very two-dimensional like it's very about what clothes you put on your kids and about if the moment looked good and about and not about the actual work that needs to be done so when you're connecting I think I've always thought that the point of intersection between theology and design is completely fascinating to me. Is yeah, because it's what, crazy. Is that what you're talking about or are you talking about getting distracted yeah, because... and you're thinking about design instead of thinking about your belief? No, I think it's which, both. Which I think part? it goes I think it depends on which direction you're coming from. But when design like uh okay, so this is theoretical. Design happens say that we take out any like influencing part of it like it's just a person making a space beautiful 
Like, okay. they're just doing the work of... In a vacuum. Essentially, of. let's take out other influences. So, say in that context of a person designing a space, say a woman designing a home, what is coming out her fingertips is what she believes about nature, about God, about how, like about a whole bunch of things. It's an expression of belief. And that work of doing that is a work of sort of like practical theology in a way. Like I'm not saying I think the thing that it's always conscious, but what I I think the thing I'm trying to say is in in a in its purest form does the expressions of beauty and design it's a kind of art it's an expression of what we believe about the world and in that but a lot of people let others do the work of that for them and just imitate the you know like and I don't sure. I'm not even saying that that's a problem I'm just saying no I think the thing is I think if you pick any field at all of art like fashion design architecture music just whatever sculpture if you were to go to the actual artists they know exactly what they think right they know and we talked about this with the gardening the other yeah but they know how it connects to what they're doing they know what they're trying to express they have a worldview that they are trying to right um express in this artistic medium Mm -hmm. then you always have the hacks who come along afterwards and simply jump on the bandwagon because whatever it was was popular and they start imitating it they're just in it for the for the quick buck it's like oh this is hot right now so i will give it to you yeah yeah in a much more like hackneyed way and it will be a ripoff and it will be you know, mm-hmm. it won't be very interesting, and I couldn't possibly tell you why anybody likes it. I just follow the money, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's that, and I think that um, Christian women ought to be like the former, not the latter. So it's like you should be thinking about these things more profoundly, not just simply saying, oh, this is hot right but now. But I do want to say something here, which is that it's also okay, like just in cases is the kind of thinking that you are not inclined to yourself. For instance, I think a dad was just talking the other night and and he did comment that something, the way he was raised, that he was needed more answers for why things were the way they were. And he said, you know, my kids are that way. And I realized I was like, hmm, it's true that all three of us like to get back to the root situation and talk about it and I don't think that there's any moral obligation that like if you run into a painting that you're like I just love this and I think it'd be pretty in my living room I don't think you have to be able to give a theological no 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 a theological explanation but also your hypothetical a minute ago there's no such thing as design in the, in a vacuum everything is derivative like yeah everybody is a product of their moment and they are getting their inspiration from somewhere and all of that. Even right. the most purely artistic people um, are still a product of their moment. And they're doing things that are yeah. very much. So So it's not that. All I'm saying is, is that Christian women should strive to be artists and not, um, not the knockoff manufacturers. Right. But a big part of it, I think. I think what I was trying to say is that. I think 
that we are quick to imitate the final, like just trying to imitate a two-dimensional look at a home. Like all this is, is that because we don't have an, it's not easy to try to imitate three-dimensionally in a home what you at like you have to have a bigger imagination for for that and it and it is an imagination that will always be being stretched and challenged but also i think getting inspiration from all the other women around you who are doing it it's great or from the instagram women around you who are doing it is fantastic and especially fantastic if you can look at it and say it's a shame about the worldview because what she did over here was actually really pretty right. and I'm going to grab that anyways. Like, that's terrific. Mm-hmm. Do it. It's just do it with more of a thought in your head than simply Right. everybody seems to be into this right well, now. Well, there's an account that I follow because I like her cooking and I like not just her cooking. I like her style of cooking. It's a person that I feel like okay. I have some, I have a affinity a, with. Yeah, a deeper affinity and then when some Department of Hell No post came my way and I clicked on it to look at it, I see that she has liked it. And it, <laughs> and it really was a dark and devious Wiccan style thing. So it wasn't even like, yeah, I was just like, Interesting. dang it. Like, I, yeah. not that I, but no, no part of me feels like. Because she likes foolishness in this place, I can't learn from her no. in this other place. No, no, no. It's just, it's just the fact that you're like, mm, let's see how it is now. Yeah. And I, why did I bring us all up? I think it's because I, it's harder to get a three dimensional imaginative vision of what the home is because that's how people feel it when they're in a home. When they're in a home where they're sure. like, this is what I want, like. It's something mm-hmm. that you don't experience through just pictures. You experience it through the interaction of people and the fellowship in the home and the joy in the Lord and the like. It's a different thing than just a, what items do you have on the, do you, sure. you know, it's it's different than how did you just, how did you decorate? It's, it's different than. Yeah. But so to connect it back to the original question though, of like being... I don't remember how it was phrased. Like kind of like perfection probably versus Well, the perfection of photos versus the fact that we actually are called to get good at this. Mhm. Cuz I think that there is a well, there's always the ditch on either side of the road and I feel like there are some women who live only for um the perfect cleanliness of the house and everything else must be sacrificed to it. I saw, where did I see this? I'll just, there just was a put discussion. a pin in that and I'll say, that's not been my problem. No, but the thing is the, um, oh, it was some online discussion. I can't remember. And there were a lot of people coming in to talk about, Oh, I think it was whether or not you should take your shoes off. Should you ask guests to take your oh, yeah. shoes off okay. at the door? Mm-hmm. So there oh, were a yeah. lot of people coming in with real foreign takes on the situation from where I am. I My thought right now in the current state of my home is is uh, guests ought to keep their shoes on for their own protection. However, mm. the, um, the point is, is in this discussion, somebody said that they're friend or something neighbor used to keep those doctor 
Sure. Footy things that she would make people put on when they oh, came into man. the house, like a like a shower cap on their <laughs> yeah, feet. On their feet. <laughs> oh my word! It's when you know you've gone oh, too far. Oh my word! Where you're like wow. But, so there were you know people who live in the sort of service of the perfectly I've clean just, house. This is just so a shout that. out to whoever out there was like good idea. <laughs> whoever heard Becca say this and thought I'm gonna make. Uh-huh. My friends and uh-huh. neighbors put on a booty yeah. when they come in the when door. Come in. Don't do it. No. Retrace your steps. No. Back up. Reverse out of this. <laughs> but the thing is, so so anyway, I'm just saying there are a lot of people who really, a dirty floor would ruin everything. You know, like it really uh-huh. would. And I, of course, I, I do understand the frustrations of a dirty floor. But it's just everything must live to serve the floor. <laughs> Your guests must wear booties on their feet because the floor, you know, like, so there's that, that approach. But then on the other side, there was this thing. Oh, I haven't seen it lately, but there was this kind of trend about just come be real with me as I wallow in the dustbin at my house, <laughs> sort of like just come be a part of, of how messy and ugly everything mm-hmm. is. And that's what real Christians do. And we're not. I just like us to all consider that there is some place that's not in a ditch. Right. You could. Right. Like sometimes we could just try but to they, hit the middle lands. But that, that side of things kind of acts like if you did have a lovely house, it's because probably you're a raging hypocrite. Yeah. Well, okay. But I would say this. Like, I think that there's deep theology in what we think our homes should look like, what we think beauty is, what we think, like how we reflect what God has done to us. I think there's huge amounts of theological richness there. At the same time, most of the time I put a plant in a windowsill because I like it. Because I'm like, that's fun. Not because I could, not because I'm writing little theological essays on the subject. It's no. not like no. And here shall go this because the Trinity speaks like Gosh. I'm I'm but trying see, to just be, be clear what we're not talking yeah, about. Yeah, but see, somehow that makes me think of Lewis's um preface to Paradise Lost. He's talking about the difference between an epic poem and a sonnet or something. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, the thing is like a sonnet, every word is there on purpose because yeah. you only have so much space and every and it, single and it word might has even have to a be, double meaning. Yeah. It yeah, probably it, does yeah. if it's a good sonnet. So you have to like, it's like the detail is tight. And yeah. he said, but then you have epic is more like a cathedral where it's meant to be viewed from a distance and the, the size of it and the magnificence of it is the point. Yeah. And he said, and if you zoomed in on one detail of a cathedral, right. you wouldn't get very much at all out of it because it's a block, you know. Yeah. But you're so I I think that understanding the difference there is, is important good because it's because, saying yes. that your home actually is an epic is a great that's a great image for it because it's long, it's going somewhere, everything yeah. is towards the greater purpose, but not everything yeah. is so critically and if important. You zoomed itself. in on that one corner of your broom closet well, and, let's tried not. To, and tried to let's get a theological please. statement out of it. Right. It's not gonna work. But I would say I just wanna say this and this is this is a thing that I can never tell if this was my greatest weakness or my greatest strength and 
it's quite possibly both of them together. I think oftentimes they those are. two things come Oftentimes come my weakness yeah. is my strength. My strength mm-hmm. is also my worst weakness. <laughs> uh, but I felt this way anytime you encounter the hot tips of how to manage lots of kids. Yes. I always felt like this might work for me for a moment, but then it would be inappropriate. Yeah, like, you can't get like, locked into a system. Well, I remember, I've probably said this in here before. I remember somebody telling me the great breakthrough of how to keep your house clean when you have lots of kids is write all the daily jobs on lanyards and make the kids wear them around their neck. <laughs> and i just felt like you know what there is in there there's some theological issues in there not not necessarily if you're like this is one key day and i need to know what you're all supposed to do but but it's not that i could never be found (laughs) to need to do something there but the idea of Essentially, it's like punch cards for your kids coming to work. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you, we don't trust you. You have to wear it around your neck. Oh I goodness. just feel like there's something big happening to, there. To me, that is, <laughs> that is, that gives me the identical feeling as if you had a staticky turtleneck on with your hair stuck down yeah, inside the Yeah, well, neck. okay, but that it's the same. Is like it that. was the book that thwarted me so much that was all about <laughs> large family. It's large family logistics, but it's statements like the buddy system is critical. You must have your kids in the buddy system. And one of the benefits for the older buddy is that they get to eat the leftover dessert of the younger buddy. And I, that, I'm like, tapping out, can't, can't be part of this situation. And actually, not because I have any problem with an older kid eating someone's leftover dessert. It's not actually even that. It's like somehow the whole thing seems to be presuming so much about what children are, what it's, you know, like how, like, what is the main goal of our life? Is it really this you know like i can't deal with this but all of these things i feel like i don't care if it if i do if i do a chore system for a short time that comes and goes that i don't think could bear being extrapolated into eternity (laughs) that's all right like i'm not i have no problem with that but i always felt like i kept not being able to to stand on the theology of a chore system. I felt like whatever system we had, I just was like, it can't, I can't do this. It's not the one. It's not the That's right really thing. Funny. But we've done a lot of different. Yeah, we've done a We've lot done of a million different methods. I think the key is when you find something that you think is, this is it forever. This system is it forever. It's kind of like those people who, this is a great mystery to me. Remember when doing your colors in the early 80s was a real thing? Yeah, you winter and you summer. Yeah, like I Somehow was Somehow it was connected with Jaffra. Jaffra definitely feels like it plays was into Jaffra that. Was Jaffra makeup? I Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> and and they would swag the thing around uh-huh, the neck uh-huh. and they would stand back and look at each other and say, I, <laughs> I don't think that works on you. And then they would try and they would talk about I can already all tell of you. undertones I in their skin. I can tell you. No yellows for me. Yeah, but see, the thing is, is I think that there were a couple people who who maybe had their colors done in 1982, <laughs> and they found out what they were supposed to wear, uh-huh. and they probably similarly were told what would be flattering on them 
in terms of shape of pant. And they've been wearing that since 1982. Okay, okay, but without strain. There's other potential. There's other potential here because when skinny jeans came in, I was like, yeah, they make your feet look weird. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. they're weird, and I don't know. Yeah, but then eventually we all ended up in skinny jeans. Yeah. But now that skinny jeans are like, we're done here, let's go back to big pants, yeah. I feel like, I don't know what's wrong with you people, because I don't want fabric flapping around my ankles. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like I have trouble enough as it is without <laughs> loose fabrics on my ankles. And, and like, trotting heavily on your pants hems is a thing that I'm glad to be done with. But, see, but then I'm like, I can't tell. Am I just slipping into this yeah, person that now I'm going to be installed permanently but in you skinny know, jeans? It's like they're... There and everyone people. will be like, if only we could get this person to stop wearing these I know, these and there are people who found it out in 1982. They wear the same yeah. haircut, the same makeup, the same all of that. And I do think that that's the error that people get into. It's when hard. They, it's hard to balance those things. But when they get the, like, here's the chore chart. This is how we do it in our family. We never, never reevaluate shall anything. we stray from this method. I feel like you're becoming that person who's only still going to wear... Well, I actually would just like to say my strength and weakness is overanalyzing what's happening, which can keep me from doing it, which I should say, I'll pull back and just say the one thing that we universally stick to is that our kids will help around the house and clean up and whatever I tell them to do, they have to do cheerfully. Right. So however, whatever we do, if sometime I say you guys are going to clean up for an hour and write down what you did then they we expect them to do that. Yeah. So what I'm just saying, that's what we have fallen back on because we do actually believe that that is a biblical principle, that they yeah. all should work to help sure. and that they should cheerfully obey their parents yeah. and that they should gladly serve one another. So there are, that we have our principles, but it's not a formal system. But if, for those listeners out there who lock and load in systems and then get everything done, just consider that they're, that, that strength of yours may, have may also have a weakness. Yeah, like that yeah. there are every, every version of this has, yeah. we have ways of erring on all sides. Right, and so whatever it is that you're most good at or the way you manage things. You should always just be looking for the potential downsides of where you go off the rails. Right. Well, you've said this before when we've talked about design. It's like, for instance, one thing is how does your home reflect what your husband wants your home to reflect? Yes. Because what is his vision for your home and how is what you're doing in designing it actually reflecting a fuller picture because this is a this is an example of what I meant by a three-dimensional thing. The three-dimensional thing of a wife trying to bless her husband through doing this in their home is glorifying his work, glorifying their heritage and what they're doing at home. That's not something that is pic- just pictured in a two-dimensional thing. And so you want it to be that you're actually expressing a marriage. You know, you're actually expressing a husband, a wife, children, you're expressing something that's really... I do think, so if you imagine like an actual designer, someone who's doing it for business, 
I mean, obviously they have their style, their things, mm-hmm. the things that they do. But if you go into a client's house, your kind of big job is to find out what the client wants. And then you take what the client wants and then you make it lovely and you mm-hmm. put your stamp on it and your mark on it. But you're trying it. to express something for someone else. For a specific client. And I do think that, that it's very easy for wives to be all in this to impress each other or to impress the people that follow them on mm-hmm. social media. And Rather then their husband is kind of a fish out of water in the house. The husband, what he thinks about it is neither here nor there because I am going to be doing yeah. this latest thing mm-hmm. um, and impressing all my girlfriends. And I do think that as a wife, you should be thinking about the actual... Well, client is a weird way of describing it, but your husband, what does he want his home to be? And then how are you going to take that and then make it lovely? Right. And how do, how do you, and if your house looks exactly like all your girlfriend's houses, I think the question is, well, that's my question. Do all your husbands look identical? I don't think that the husbands actually think that they have much place there. Uh I think that's Uh typically... Uh, how it is. Yeah. There goes Chloe coming home. I'll tell you all now. Chloe is being dropped off from her shorty date from with Nana. Nana has taken every grandchild out on a date when they pass her in height. Yeah. They go on a shorty date. (laughs) Yeah. And so. Yeah. That was my, that was my fourth child to come back from a shorty date. Well, yeah, long since made it over the top of Nana's height. Long since your kids Mm -hmm. have all been. But I do think it, that is a really important question because if you decorate your house based on basically nothing that's relevant to your husband at all. I do think that might be something so, to stop and notice. And this is a thing that I should say I will put out there that I think is funny. Is that I really like bright. I like color. I like mm-hmm. color. I like. I wouldn't say I do florals everywhere. But like in one of our front rooms sure. we have a very floral big rug. And my husband feels very at home in that. And he is very. Yeah. And I throughout our marriage there would be times like how do you feel about this? Is this too you know. Very, how do you feel about if I feel like doing this. But for him it's very comfortable and homey. His mom always bought vintage fun like floral and things like that. Is very the way that he grew up. And also he's a huge man. Yeah. Who does not feel insecure no there's no part of him that feels like but if our if there's a floral tea towel yeah like if it's if there's being right like if there and actually i should say back when we had our shop a couple came in to our um shop to register for stuff for for their wedding and it was epic because she would be like oh this is a cute tea towel it was like a tea towel that had some flowers on it he was like (laughs) no no, it has flowers on it. But she was like, I like this picture that, you know, whatever. He was like, it's not very masculine. And it started to be like, holy smokes. Like well, this is, but, but this it was very thing. funny because he wanted her to register for only beige kitchen towels, which is weird that I even had a beige kitchen towel on the premises. But, it's but I guess kind we of did. Like if, if the husband is getting married, but wants to look like he lives in a man cave that is a weird. That well, is a weird it, husband. In the problem. discussion, because I sort of knew the couple, 
I said, you know, you know, it's going to be rough on you because he was just like, this is no bad tea towel looks like a woman. <laughs> and I was like, you know, the, the trouble is you're going to have girls clothes in your house after this. Like, I mean, like things are. Yeah. Things are slipping away from you here because there's yeah. going to actually be a woman living in your house at this point. Yeah, and and that's the thing is I think, of course, there can be men who are just weird about it. They just want neon beer signs and antlers everywhere. That's potentially that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But there are also women who want it to look, look like no man lives here. No, it's like a girl's spa day at their yes. house is what yes. they're going for. Exactly. And, and actually, I feel that way with like... Uh, well, there's just a lot of things where you think, really, does your, is this the thing that, right? Ah, is this really what your husband yeah, is hoping you for? Want... Can you pause it for a second? I can pause it again. And All she's right. back again. Just running the errands. Back this again. time I gave away a dresser while I was gone. Well done. Well done. <laughs> just, getting just the like, that. do you see what I was just saying at the beginning of this episode? Oh yeah. It's a dresser that I really like, but uh-huh. I got to the point where I was like, there's but no we don't place. need it. Yeah. It goes yeah. nowhere. There's nowhere to put it. Yeah. Anyway, so what were we saying? That your house looks like a spa day with the girls. Right. Like, is that actually what he wants? It, no. Right. But also, is it actually what you think your house is supposed to be? be. Right. Do you think that your house is just supposed to be the place where you rest? Or is it supposed to be a place that's actually doing industry? something? Is yeah. There like industry right. here? Is there... Is there are you making makers? Are you get like making hospitality and making like, are you doing things? But that's the other thing is I think if you ask yourself first off, what does my husband, what is he about and how can I glorify this home to be a right. reflection of him and his interests and his, you know, gifts mm-hmm. and all of that. But then the other thing is, is yeah. What is this space for exactly? Because if you were designing a spa, it would be for one kind of thing. If you're designing a brick mm-hmm. manufacturing facility, and I it would, would say be different. That's a theological thing, again, because what we were talking about at the beginning, what the world will say all the time is that your home is just for your refuge. It's just for the place for you to unwind and yeah, relax. Your docking station. And, and there's nothing that's wrong with the fact that you're... Uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with the fact that you rest in your home. Right. But is that the full extent of what your right. home is, is for? Is that all of it? And let me just put this out there. If you think that the purpose of your home is for you to feel restful in it, then I would like to bring to your attention that children then do not belong in your home. Right. Like the life of raising children is going to be constantly at odds with what you thought your home was for. Right. So like, of course you want your bedroom. I mean, ideally where you go to sleep should be a restful place. Like, right. of course that's the goal. But like, as far as thinking every room of the house is supposed to remind me of serenity, but then I have kids in it running, running around. around. It's like, well, that is really but things then, that don't know, blend together. But then well. there's things like this just brings up a weird peeve of my own, a longstanding peeve. Is that like, let's say you do have a house full of kids. I have always disliked it when you see like a kindergarten classroom or something where it's, yes, it's full of kids, but that means we have to decorate it 
as if a child was the one in charge. I actually decorating think that's it. where I wonder what's going on when people like tape foam on the corners of the coffee tables and stuff. Because they're like, because this is oh. basically a playland for children and we can't have sharp edges. Yeah, but no, but I just That mean was like, actually a tip I like, was given when we were having oh, yeah. twins was like to put pool noodles on the edges of everything. And I thought, really? <laughs> Like, is there anyone in the world who's actually taping pool noodles I about are. on things? I bet there are. I was like, because that is unnerving. Like, I... <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, where it's sort of like, this is a room for children. That means it must have garish colors and bad fonts that look like a child drew it himself. Okay, but when I had a lot of little kids, there was a time when I had the world's ugliest play kitchen that was like a Tuscan villa play... <laughs> It was like a plastic Little Tykes Tuscan. I say Tuscan, but what I mean is it was weird beiges and had like grapes on an arbor on it. It was very funny. It was sort of like if the Olive Garden inspired a plastic (laughs) play kitchen. But I never, I never, I purchased that thing. I bought it with my own money, which is really funny that I did that. And it was in our living room. And you know what? That was a good decision. And the reason it was there was because I had a two-year-old and a one-year-old, yeah. three-year-old, to just turned three and a one-year-old. And I was going to be nursing twins in that living mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I need to keep an eyeball on these people somehow. <laughs> like, I can't, you know, yeah. this is just a weird oh, yeah. situation going on here. So at that time... We had the play kitchen there where I could, and it was big enough. The reason we went with the Tuscan Villa was because it was big enough for two people to operate the kitchen at one time. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, being in there and doing mm-hmm. the stuff. And, and yeah. it was a but style see, sacrifice for a time yes. that had to be but that see, way. That's the thing is I feel like there are some people who, um, like decorating, say, a little kid's bedroom. There are those who do something that no child would ever enjoy because they yeah. can't compromise on their style. Yeah. And then there are the other people who make it into like a wild Chuck E. Cheese. Like a, <laughs> yes. Yes. Because kids are going to be here. That need, means that it has to look like yeah. no adult has ever passed through. Yeah. We're going to go with the like, really weird choices. You have to here. Like, yeah. be hospitable to your kids, but also realize you're trying to raise them with taste. <laughs> I think, but okay, my Tuscan villa, it was a time, but I, it was also, I think that really was a really good idea because I needed them to play in there and it was like, whatever, this is fine. But it was also just mad chaos in my life at large at that time. But I will say that sometimes only a Tuscan villa will do. I just remember them. And so I'd be nursing the twins and they were just nonstop bringing me imaginary foods of everything. Perfect. Um, but I, around that time, I also put a baby gate in our bedroom door. Oh yeah. And I would get up in the morning and tidy up our whole bedroom and the twins slept in our bedroom with us. Mm -hmm. So I would clean up the whole bedroom, make our bed 
And then throughout the day, I would just step over the gate and go in the bedroom if I needed to change diapers or whatever. And the other girls would come to the door and the gate would keep them there. Yeah. They could have climbed over it, but they knew they weren't allowed to. So it just made a nice. So that was my one retreat where you would go. I I like that my retreat is where you went with two infants. (laughs) Very relaxing. It was so relaxing in there. But anyways, the point, the point is. I'm not saying make it all mayhem everywhere, but the point was I wanted my girls to be in fellowship. I wanted them to be where I could see them and yeah. I wanted it to be, you know. So I think to sum up, because we have to hurry and close this thing out, but I think thinking about your home, like you want to be more like an artist than like a knockoff purveyor. You want to be thinking about what home am I actually in? Not what home mm-hmm. do I wish I was in? What does my husband actually want? What is this home for? And how can I make it lovely? And how can I mm-hmm. get better at making it lovely? And how can I not get too welded into my... Well, how can I try something and evaluate whether it's accomplishing what I was hoping it would right. accomplish or not? Yeah. Because sometimes you sally out with a big idea and then you're like... Hmm. Whoops. I don't see the fruit of this. No. My goals yeah. are not realized. Exactly. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> I have a tip. I have one. This haunted me on social media long enough that I finally ordered it. And I will tell you that I stand by this. I'm ready. And I should have looked up the brand name because I don't is remember. Is it worms or no, janitorial worms. garbage bags? No, it is <gasps> not. And this one, I, I have tested it. And okay. I found okay. it solid. I'm ready. It is a dishcloth sized <laughs> piece of chain mail. Oh yeah, I've had that for, for cleaning cast iron. The cast iron. And I love it so hardcore. Because I have had a long standing struggle with my cast irons because of the problems therein where you can't like you get the scrubby yeah, out you really yeah. can't get the thing unless you get the soap on but then you've just ruined it forever yeah. and then and i just love it so hardcore right now i'm just I'm living glad the for dream you. i'm glad for you it that you like that me joy that's where i am i congratulate you i stand by it okay i'll tell you mine which is that after many moons of avoiding getting a sous vide because i felt like oh yeah because I felt like it sounded too complicated to me. Yeah. Okay. And I had a uh, close call when I looked up sous vide chicken, like, because mm. I was like, oh, I would do that. I should look up sous vide chicken to just yeah. have in the fridge for lunches or whatever. And whoever was going to tell me how to do it started with calipers. Oh, no. And then I just fired the whole concept. <laughs> I was like, get out of my life. I have no time to be yeah, measuring no, chicken like thickness with calipers. He probably wanted a lanyard around your neck also. Yeah, but I don't think I realized that what he was doing was in excess of what was needed. <laughs> like, you, I just kind of thought, sure. I just yeah. kind of was like, huh. Yeah. You know, you're like, well. So you like it. You like your sous vide. Well, okay, but see, this is the thing is that I make yogurt because my kids really like yogurt and homemade granola and the granola that I spoke ill of by saying it was so expensive we've been making a lot of it and uh (laughs) it might (laughs) but on yogurt the kids really like it but what I do is just do a whole gallon of milk that I'll Uh heat up and then I 
let it cool off again until it's the right temp and then stir in some yogurt and sweeten it. Or if I want to, I don't always do that. Uh, and then I put it in two half gallon jars Yeah. with the plastic lids and just put them in the sous vide and and away you go. And then I have a whole gallon of yogurt at a time. Well done. And it's so easy. <laughs> and and I awesome. made chicken for our lunch today in it. You know, that was so easy. And I'm just saying that it really actually is a thing that's worth doing. I don't think it would be... I don't think it just has to be as fussy as it seemed, is what I think I'm realizing. That's cool. Because the whole caliper situation did... Make yeah. me not look at it for some time. Yeah. So yeah, it would also. I feel make like this is yeah. This was one of those things where I really had to come around to thinking I had room in my heart for it. But <laughs> once having had room in my heart for it, I'm like, well, this it's is good. so easy. Everybody should have one. That's awesome. That's yeah. So cool. that's my hot tip. Look at the the clouds are like straight up Maxfield Parish clouds today. Like yeah, just they look are at over there. Yeah, it's crazy. It's very They're pretty. So fab. And some anyway. rain coming down on the town. Well, I'm going to go paint my shelves now. I should probably paint so, my shelves, too. So, until right. next time. Have fun. Bye. Bye.